o'clocking time with RTC Fitness. My name is Steph Irwin. I'm your host. And today we have Kenzie. Kenzie, just say your last name. I've already... Sipania. There we go. I should know because we've known Kenzie a long time, but I think I'm, <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm not the only person that, no, that messes it up. So welcome, Kenzie. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for coming having me. a little early before class during a holiday break for yeah. many people. So um, so you and Anthony have been on the podcast before yes. talking together about your fitness yeah. journey. Um, but we wanted to uh, have Ken's talk a little, a little bit today about uh, not just the, how the fitness journey has continued, uh, but how that has intersected with your sobriety journey. Um, and so we thank you so much for being here and yeah. being willing to talk about personal things and being transparent about that because certainly... Um, a lot of people have noticed the lightness and the brightness about you yeah. um, as you've been on this journey, which certainly I'm sure hasn't been easy. Right. Yeah. So I'll let you start where you want to start. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, Instead of asking you specifics, maybe you can just yeah. tell us a little bit about what led to your decision uh, yes. to become sober, and then we can talk about how it's gone since then. Okay. Um, well, it was funny because the last podcast we were talking about like how... The craft beer community mm-hmm. was me and Anthony's thing. Yeah, and it, and yeah, it's just, like your social thing and yeah, yeah your yeah. date night thing. So and that right. makes me laugh a little bit that that's what we talked about yeah. last time. Yeah. Um. So, I guess do you want me to just start? At the yeah. I, well, I'd asked you before we started recording if it was okay to ask you like how far back. Yeah. You know the the drinking went, right. and then how you know the the movement towards you know like I said what I called the breaking point. Yeah, if that's yeah. okay to call it that for yeah. you, um, so it was more of a social thing and something you and Anthony like to do. Yeah, as date night and for fun and. Yep, and I started drinking actually in eighth grade. Was the first time I had alcohol, and I remember it clearly it was me and my friend and we we stole a bottle of wine from my mom and we did shots out of dixie cups of wine it was awful but that was my first yeah that was my first drink and i did drink in high school like you know socially yeah um and for a while there it wasn't really a thing it wasn't like it wasn't a problem right um and then i would say probably say probably after I turned 21 and I could like I could order my own drinks is when it started becoming a control issue um and there was a lot of I wouldn't say breaking points to the point where I was at six months ago but there was a lot of instances where I woke up the next morning and was like I might need some help for this because yeah. this is not something I think I can control. Um, Were those thoughts you kept to yourself? Um, sometimes, but sometimes would talk to Anthony about mm-hmm. them too. And there was just a lot of stupid decisions on my part that uh, he would he would voice concern about, like. I can't do this, you know? So, um, but then it was just always kind of like, I would say like swept under the rug and not Mm -hmm. talked about until the next time. And then it was like, okay, maybe I should get help. Maybe I should get help. Maybe I should get help. And then it just, you know, it just, it went on for a long time. And, uh, and then six months ago, it was like, okay, I really need to get help. 
So, um, do you want me to talk about that? Yeah, day? can you talk about that day yeah. if you're comfortable doing that? Yeah, that's that? fine. So, um, well, when Nora, when when Nora was a baby, um, I didn't drink. I we lived in Indiana, and I had nobody there. I had no friends. I had no family. So I did not drink probably until she was about. I don't know. Like, I would have a beer here and there, but it wasn't... Maybe, like, when she was, like, two, we started going to a lot of breweries, and that's where we met our friends in Texas. Okay. So, um, then it started picking up from there. And I could feel our relationship shifting a lot, especially in this past year. Because she's just, like, growing up, and she's Mm -hmm. noticing things. So, uh... The day that everything kind of went south, we were at the we were at my sister in law's pool, and um, I had packed a cooler of drinks, which is so stupid now looking back on it because it was a Wednesday, mm. and it's like why am I packing a cooler of drinks for a Wednesday to take my Afternoon, kid to the pool? Yeah, it yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but that was my thing because I would pack. I would pack a little lunchbox of drinks, and that was it for me. I was like, okay, I'll have these three, and then I don't have any more, so that's it. And that was, like, my control. Right. Um, but that day, no fault of his sister-in-law, she didn't, she didn't realize that I was as bad as I was. She offered me more drinks after I had already had my three. So she's like, hey, Kenzie, I have seltzers in the fridge. And I was like, oh. Well, I don't know how many I had, but I had a lot. And uh, there was a point where I just blacked out, and I don't remember a lot. But uh, I remember Nora was frog hunting. She was looking for frogs. She always looks at frog for frogs at his sister-in-law's because um, she has, like, these big frogs that hang out in her... Uh, you know those little crevices, like, in the windows? Yeah. That are, like, down? Yeah. yeah. So we were we were sitting out on the deck, and she came to show me a frog, and I, like, leaned over the stairs or something, and I just face-planted right. Uh, she has, like, these decorative big boulders, and I busted out my two front teeth, and my whole face yeah. bloody and... I remember that you posted photos yeah, of that. It was so awful. It, yeah. And I yeah. don't even remember hitting the ground. I don't remember like feeling any pain. I just remember I remember Anthony showing up because she called him. And uh I remember ugh, I don't want to cry. Um, so I remember that day he just like looked at me like so done. He was just so done. And, uh, I, Nora was crying, and, um, I just remember blood being all over my, my shirt, and driving home in silence, and, like, usually he will be like, what were you thinking, you know, you can't do this. He was just silent, and that was, like, worse than being lectured, because I knew he was done. And Nora was so scared. And, um... I, like, hate myself for that day because... 
that will be a memory that she will remember forever. She still talks about it. And, um, it scared her so bad. And, um, so, I remember calling Holly. I don't know why I chose Holly. Well, because we all love Holly, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, um, I called Holly when I got home, and I was still, I was still wasted. I still don't remember a lot of this, but... Um, I remember bits and pieces of it, and I was screaming at Holly, and I was just screaming over and over again, what have I done? What have I done? And, um, I was just so, like, I was, like, coming down from that, and I was starting to realize, like, what I did. And not only did I do all this in front of Nora, but I also did this in front of his nephew who's 11 and I was just so disappointed like my drinking was always a problem but then when you have kids it's like I don't want her to grow up with an alcoholic mom so I knew I had to get help that day and um I Ange texted me uh, and said, find a meeting and I will go with you. And so we did, and I went to a meeting the next day. I got my teeth fixed first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, and then I went to a meeting with Ange, and I, I just knew I had to stop. I, and at first I... At first I, I didn't buy into the whole, okay, I'm going to be sober. I was just thinking, okay, I'm going to do this for a little bit, and then I'm going to learn how to control my drinking. But then I realized that I can't, I can't control it. So I just have to stop. So that's what I did. So tell us about that dream then. So are you, do you, are you continuing to go to meetings? Is that, talk about your support systems. I, I, I I hear, you know, obviously you and Anthony, is probably your your rock and yeah. your support. Um, but the friends here that you called Holly, that Ange went to, yeah. you know, meeting with you. Yeah. Talk about the people that are, um, that are helping you. Um, yeah. So well, it was it was really weird at first because, like I said, um, last time I talked to you, we talked about how breweries and stuff are. That's what me and Anthony did. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we. I mean, that's how we bonded and. Uh, So when I stopped drinking, I was like, oh my gosh, how are we going to hang out? How are we going to have fun? And uh, it was just, and even he said at first, are you really going to stop? Like, are you going to stop, stop? And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to learn how to control it. Um, And then I remember Anthony saying like, I think it was like two or three months into it. And he was like, I really like you sober. (laughs) And I was like, okay. Because I was so worried about, you know, like, our relationship. Yeah. Not our yeah. relationship, but, like, what are we going to do? Right. And so, um, but he has been, and he has also cut down on his drinking just because I'm not drinking anymore. But um, he's always very, like, is it okay if I order a drink with dinner? And now not so much because he knows it doesn't bother me. And, um, yeah, Ange and Holly and Jerrica... Everybody, everybody has been really supportive. Jenny, 
um, it was funny because when Jenny and I used to go out, I used to finish her drinks for her. And, like, <laughs> and me and George used to joke around. I would come in here hungover all the time and do a workout. And it would just be like, haha, Kenzie's hungover. Yeah. But in reality, it was, it was not funny. I was struggling. I would go in the bathroom and puke mid-workout. Mm. And people were, did, didn't see it because I was still here. Right. I was still here right. and still doing it. But yeah. it was a struggle. I mean, I was hungover three or four times a week. And just going through the motions, really. And, uh, but everyone has been really awesome. And I remember it was like seven days into my sobriety was Jerrica's birthday. And nobody offered me a drink. And it was just like really, they were just very like courteous about it. It wasn't. Yeah, and respectful. It it wasn't even offered, which I was so appreciate. I think I actually texted Holly and Jerrica and was like, thank you for that because it was hard it was fourth of july and it was hard being around everybody yeah um but yeah so how do you what do you do when it get gets hard and you're not around other people what do you or is is it gotten easier it has gotten easier because you're how many months into your months so half a year wow that's crazy yeah it does not feel that long at all but what do you do when the, when the obstacles do come up? Or is the urge gone? It's not gone, no. It's less, and it's it's not as, like, tempting. Um, because I do, I do drink non-alcoholic beer, I guess, yeah. if you want to call it that. It tastes yeah. like beer. Yeah. Um, not a lot. Like, if I'm around somebody, just that feeling of having a drink in your hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I do drink those, and... Um, Like, sometimes I'll just go for, like, a sparkling water and pretend it's a vodka soda or something. But um, when those urges come up, I I was just talking to Jenny about this, like, a couple days ago. I just had a shitty day, and I was like, I want a drink. But then I, like, give myself that, I guess. Like, okay, why? Why do I want a drink? This is not going to fix anything. Um, And then I just think about how awful I will feel to have to start over. Yeah. And I think about how awful it feels to have a hangover and I don't I don't want to do that again. Having a hangover sucks and being a parent and having a hangover is just a whole different world. It's just like <laughs> it's awful. So it's a world you were living in but almost didn't realize almost didn't realize how bad it was, would yeah. you say, until yeah. now with the clear head and and the perspective to look yeah. backwards. Yep. Do you think is that the case? That maybe you didn't like the working out with a hanger. It was just your your norm. It was just my norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, there were days when it was worse, and yeah. I was just like, "Why am I doing this?" But um, it was just a control thing. I could not. Once I had a drink, I could not stop. I there was no point where I would have a drink, or like say I would have a glass of wine with mm-hmm. dinner, and that was it. That was not the case. If I had a glass of wine with dinner, I was going home and I was having a lot more. Yeah. Because yeah. I just couldn't stop. I just kept chasing that buzz. And yeah. and then a buzz became a blackout. So. Yeah. I think it's, it, I mean, I, I just, I don't, maybe it's not fair to 
like liken it to something else, but I think it's any kind of destructive behavior, yeah. whether it's, you know, disordered eating or whatever. It's like you hit that point where it's like a point of no return. Yeah. Sort of like, well, screw it. Then, right. I've, you know, I've already eaten this, so right. I'm just going to eat all, you know, so yeah. it, it's that. It's and that little trigger. To, There's almost like a trigger in your brain, yeah, I think, that, yeah. that goes off. And I was almost yeah. like trying to control it also in regards to my carbs I would say okay well I'm not going to eat carbs today because I'm going to have beer later mm. and then you're not eating and right. then you're trying, right. so it was just it was just a yeah. whole it was just a whole spiral so coming out on the other side of that so are you still attending meetings or are, are they still helpful to you yeah I'm not attending meetings as as often as I was in the beginning and I'm not doing in-person meetings right now I'm doing okay. a zoom uh, I'm doing a Zoom meeting, and I don't even do it that often. I honestly haven't been on it in, like, two yeah. months. But I can feel myself wanting to get back uh, into it because it was... Um, so I'm not religious, and a lot of AA centers mm. around religion. And uh, I was really looking for a group of people that could relate to AA in the sense of not relating it to religion not faith-based yeah Yeah. got it so I actually found a group in Iowa Mm -hmm. and they were they're they're in person but they stream their meeting on zoom so anyone can get get on there and there's like maybe 15 to 17 people in there so it's a small group and man those were just my people like Mm -hmm. I I got on that meeting every Tuesday and every Thursday night and uh I miss them I need to get back on it so it's just finding, like, anything, finding the right group yeah, and, that they yeah. can click with yep. and whatnot. So, yeah. Okay. Well, talk about how, you know, how things have changed then in your life since you've gotten sober. You, I know yeah. you're homeschooling Nora, and that's been a big change for your family this yeah. school year. And um, your fitness, I feel like you've just made incredible strides because um, you and Anthony had come so far anyway. But... Many people have noticed the change since yeah. uh, you've been on your sobriety journey. So talk a little bit about how that's the sobriety has impacted those other aspects of your life. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's impacted everything, honestly. <laughs> um, my, I guess, like, I, I always cared about my fitness, but, like, working out without a hangover is a lot different. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and um, just, like, um, my weight. I was drinking beer, and so I had all this bloat, and that just kind of fell off when I stopped drinking. Um, and so, I, I guess in regards to, to my fitness, I prioritized it more, um, because alcohol was really my priority. I mean, everything everything in my life was okay, uh, I got to go to the gym today so that I can drink tonight, so that I can mm-hmm. justify it. It's, yeah. It was just justifying. It was ridiculous. And so... Um, so when you take that out of the equation... Yeah. Fitness, it was different. Right. Fitness was a priority. Right. Norv's your priority. Oh, Teaching yeah. priority. Yeah. I could yeah. not... And Anthony told me, too, like, I had the homeschool thing in my mind for a long time, and he was like, you can't. You can't do it. You've got to stop drinking. And so uh, there's no way I would be able to homeschool her if I was still drinking. No way. Uh, and just, oh, man, I'm going to cry again. It's okay. 
We've got lots of tissues for today. <laughs> My relationship with Nora has, like, um, been, like, reborn, I guess. Mm. And she, I just, like, am getting to know her. She was scared of me a lot because I don't know if she knew I was drunk, but she knew that something was off. Mm. She would be like, why are you falling? Why are you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, honestly, I was a mean drunk. I am very mean when I'm drunk. And uh, I, not violent, but I yell a lot mm. and just like I'm just really not not nice when I'm drinking and uh so she gravitated towards Anthony mm. a lot and that and that would piss me off yeah. because yeah I'd be like well, why don't you want me well now I know and uh it was so quick after I stopped drinking that she like wanted me again yeah, yeah. and um the children are so wise aren't they I mean yeah. they know so much yeah and uh, <laughs> intuitively I think that but yeah, how wonderful so she, that must be though to yeah. have that relationship back with her yeah yeah and she knows that something is different yeah she, I don't she she did she she will say sometimes like if I have a can in my hand I just be like you having a beer and that's sad that a six-year-old knows that, but that's what she's grown up with. Yeah. And uh, I did tell her, no, I don't drink beer anymore. <laughs> she was like, why? Well, just because. Because it doesn't yeah. make me feel good. Yeah. And she she has just, I've just noticed her, like, even her personality change. She's so much calmer and less anxious. Mm. She's always been a very anxious kid, but... Um, my drinking did not help that. Uh, it just makes me sad that that day will forever be in her head. But I kind of look at it as that will be a core memory for her. And she can either look at it like my mom really fucked up and changed her life. Mm. Or my mom really fucked up and she's still like this. So right. I want her to know that. I'm sorry, and... But also a lesson learned. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, when she's older, she'll she'll understand that. Right. Something to admire about you, about your bravery and, you know, and your honesty. It's something you'll talk about when she's older that, you know... Yeah. That it, it can turn into... It doesn't have to be a, a dark, negative thing. Right. With how far you've come and, what, and how you decided to make a change. Right. That day. So... Yeah. I think kids, as they get older, they understand, you know, it's called, like, rock bottom. Yeah. It's, it's life, right? I mean, we hit those rock bottom places, and then you either, you go down further, or, right. you, or you rise up somehow from it. Right. And that a lot of us need help to do the rising up part, yeah. right? It just can't always come from inside us. So yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know, as an older person, you know, looking back on life, I think that'll be, that'll be a, a life lesson that she'll be able to take with her. Right. And admire about you. So yeah, I follow a lot of um, Instagram accounts that are like sober mom type deal. So that helps a lot. And uh, just knowing that, like, I'm doing this for myself, but also for her, because I cannot be a good mom and be drunk. There's no way. 
So how's the homeschooling going? It's going so good. Is it? Yeah. What do you love about it first? Because you had, she was in school. She, she was in school, yeah. Okay. She did public. Uh, did she do it for kindergarten? She did preschool and kindergarten. Pre- okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I was telling you before, she just doesn't thrive well on chaos. Yeah. And public school is chaotic. <laughs> and uh, she would just come home every day and just totally lose it and just... Mm. It's too loud. I can't get my work done. It's, you know, it's just like Mm. she was just, and she was also very, Mm. I put her in kindergarten young. She, her birthday is September, so she's right in that cutoff. And she was five, newly five when she started kindergarten. Um, And it was just too much for her. She was just, she was labeled as being behind. And I know she's not behind because we're doing second grade math right now at home. She just needs to move at her own pace. And uh it's just been it's been so her her whole personality has been so different this year so it's just been really cool like sitting back and watching her and learning with her because there's stuff that I'm learning right it's a lot of work I'm sure it is it is but it's fun honestly and and right now is we're kind of in between I kind of backtracked kindergarten a little bit um so we're in between kindergarten and first grade so it's not too much like we only do school like two hours a day. Yeah. It's not that much. And it's a lot of like activity based stuff. Right. So, um, I'm sure once we get into like actual school, it's going to be more work on my end. But right now it's, we're having fun. It's manageable. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's the beauty of homeschooling as a public school teacher. I think what we're, what we're missing and I teach the older kids, Mm -hmm. but it's that experiential aspect of learning yeah. that is often missing at school. Right. You know, right. and so that you have the freedom, like, to go to the museum or to go to the zoo or yeah. to go outside and work in a garden or whatever, you know, whatever it is uh, that they're learning, that that can be experience-based. I think that's right. how kids learn. Yeah. I think I was, uh, it was a podcast I did with the with uh, the Fisters, with Dan and Sarah, oh, who, yeah. home, you know, Sarah homeschools yes. the, the kids and... I think I said, you know, any kid that I've had who's come from a homeschooling background, mm-hmm. and there have been a few over the years, they are always it's so advanced. Yeah. Like, so beyond often right. where where the kids are who've been in public school otherwise. Right. But I think it's just they've had that opportunity uh, without some of the social anxiety that comes yeah. with school, especially as you get older. It was funny when we started because I started her at... I, I went whole, all the way back to kinder, kindergarten math. Yeah. And she was just getting frustrated. And she's like, I know this. I know this. I already know this. Well, on her tests and stuff at school, she didn't know yeah, it. Yeah, but, but she did. she did know it. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, we're zipping right along with this. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, it's just, it was just the anxiety for her. Yeah. Yeah, and she doesn't miss it. I ask her every, not every day, but sometimes. Like, we live right by the school, so I'm like, there's your old school. Do you want to, are you sure? Nope, nope, I don't want to go back. Yeah. So, yeah. But she still has the so, social, is, are there are social group. there are groups that, do you do some things with the groups? I can remember Sarah yeah, we, talking about some of the group things yeah, that they would do. Yeah, we do, do the, like a little play date uh, type thing with like other Stark County homeschool okay. people, but we also get together with Sarah and her kids yeah. a lot, because she yeah. loves she loves yeah. her kids. Um, and she's got her social group here, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and she, and Nora is like, she's got her people, and those are her people, and yeah. she doesn't care to 
yeah socialize with other kids that shouldn't yeah. know to feel so. like she's missing out on something. Yep. So, do you think it's something you'll just reevaluate every year yeah. based on yep. what her progress and what she wants? Yep. And if there's ever a time where she wants to go back to school, I'm all for it. But yeah. All right, well, what else? Anything else you want to talk about as far as impacts on your life? Like, things have changed. So, obviously, that, you know, your relationship with Nora, any, anything, um, other positives that you see coming out of it? I am excited for my six months coming up. It does not feel like it's been six yeah. months. Are you going to celebrate? Um, maybe. It's going to be New Year's. I was just going to say, that's New Year's. How appropriate, <laughs> We're going though. Out like, to dinner. It, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's It's been interesting, like, going through the holiday season because usually this time of year is when my drinking really picks up, mm. Christmas, New Year's, and yeah. stuff like that. So uh, it was very nice waking up Christmas morning without a hangover. That was the first time I've not been hungover on Christmas mm. ever. So it was really cool just, like, yeah, to save taking those moments everything and, in. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, yeah. It's been really cool just sitting back and, like, looking at life through, like, sober eyes, I yeah, guess you want like to say. like a clear lens almost. It's just, like, mm. I miss so much. I miss so much. And uh, it makes me really sad sometimes because Nora will say, do you remember when we did this? And I don't. Yeah. I don't remember a lot. So... I, I can't look back and say, I can't, like, say what if, what if, what if. Right, because I right. can't do that. It would drive me nuts. Yeah. I just have to, I am here now, and I am right. sober, and, and I'm present. going to live like yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the, I don't know if it, it's just the mom in it, the guilt, some of that, yeah. the guilt we have anyway yes. as women, as moms, yeah. um, plays into that. And especially since she's my only child, yeah. and she will yeah. always be my only child, I just yeah. miss so much. Yeah. So. But she's still very little. She's yeah. still very young. Yeah. And you've committed to this change, and you're moving forward. And so you do have to, I think whenever we commit to change, yeah. it is about, like, moving forward yes. and where we want to be and thinking about our goals. And But it's it's easy to get hung up on the mistakes that right. we made. Or, especially so, when yeah. she brings it up, and I'm yeah. just like, I can't explain it, but it's just a really, like awful feeling so. well I really appreciate you um sharing all of this with us today I know yeah. it's not it's not easy to talk about and I think you're brave and I know our community here has always been behind you yeah. uh, and just the bravery that you have from day one like to share you know the incident that happened and and that you were committed to change do you think like by announcing something publicly almost like that 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 helps yeah. Is that an accountability yes, kind of thing exactly. for you? Is that, is that I need accountability. Yep, I need it. And so to put it out there, and also, like, um, when I was listening to Michelle's podcast, like, she yeah. was just so vulnerable. Yeah. And, like, right. you're, especially being in meetings and listening to other people's stories, sometimes I'll just go on a meeting and put it in, like, a podcast. I won't say anything. I'll just right. sit back and listen to people. And just hearing people's stories and being like, wow, I can relate to that. Maybe not even, like exactly that situation but something right. like I can take away from that so I just want people to like people saw me in here working out and thinking I was doing great and stuff like that and underneath the surface I was not right I was struggling right so if that can help somebody then right 
That's great. A reminder that we all we all have our struggles yeah. that we're that we're hiding. Yep. So. Well, again, thank you for your honesty and your bravery. Um, admire you so much. Thank you, Steph. Um, and I want only the best for you in the new year. Thank you. You and Anthony and Nora, you have a beautiful family. So, thank you. So thank you again. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Steph. Okay.